Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hello folks and welcome to the Metallica Report. I'm Stefan Shirazi, editor of the band So What magazine. And I'm Renee Richardson, director of philanthropy for Metallica's foundation, all within my hands. This is your official weekly Metallica podcast, the only inside source, bringing you all the news from the band's HQ and studios deep in the heart of Northern California. This week, Rob Trujillo will be bringing us behind the scenes of Geddy Lee's docuseries, Are Bass Players Human Too? And we're going to be sitting down with Iowa State's director of athletic bands, Christian Karakner, on just what it takes for a marching band to interpret Metallica's music. You're going to love him. We get a little marching band nerdy, but you are going to love him. Yeah, yeah he's good value, isn't he? But before yes. we get into any of this, Renee, the holidays are coming. Uh, have you got any uh, good gifts for folks? Dude, if you saw my husband's clothing drawers, it's all Metallica and all within my hands all the time. So he's the easiest person to shop for. Uh, very good. I took a trip to our shop to pick up a couple of last minute things. And yes. I, I got to say that Brandon Hart's Giving Tuesday t-shirt, that's absolute mustard. It's gorgeous. Which is, uh, yeah, that's English for really, really cool. <laughs> uh, really, it has, it, look, it's got such a great classic Metallica vibe, but it's got that little bit of the Grateful Dead in there too with those mm. flowers and thorns on the head. It, it's just such a great visual. So someone I know is getting that. There's the Yeti All Within My Hands Tumblr. I, I, look, I know All Within My Hands is getting the love here, but that's yeah. good. you got some good shit out that's there. That's a good, it's got pick. good stuff. Yeah, right? and that's, I think, limited edition, dude. So get on it. Yeah. Those tumblers are great because you can, I mean, I'm not I'm encouraging you to, but you can actually throw them around a bit and they, <laughs> they can take a licking without spilling. Uh, and, and they also do look pretty great. I'm also getting another buddy, that 72 Seasons Olive Cuffed Beanie. Uh, look, there's tons of great stuff from stocking stuffers to some wonderful silver luthier jewelry oh, as well. Beautiful. The high end stuff. So, mm -hmm. look, whether you want to make folks happy with gifts or whether you want to start planning what you're going to do with all that Christmas loot you're going to get, <laughs> I have to say the store is brimming right now to the point that I'm even going to sneak over there and get myself some stuff. Yeah. Renee, what you got? You mentioned the silver luthier. Uh, there's a very cool All Within My Hands keychain that's already in my cart. And I'm glad that you said you buy stuff for yourself because I certainly do that <laughs> a little too much at Christmas time. Vinyl, great gift. A lot of my friends walked away from their vinyl collections over the years from traveling and cha changing states, changing places they live. But now that they're all settled, they are wanting to rebuild. So I'm going big. The Black Album Deluxe Box Set. It is so awesome. And for anyone who has risen to the top of your nice list, they deserve it. <laughs> so I would, I would definitely put that on the list. 
And just because it's a personal favorite, the S&M 2 Deluxe Box Set. These are great because you get the vinyl, but there's so much other cool stuff in there, including the CD format in case that turntable hasn't arrived from Santa yet. Speaking of arrival, time is running out. You need to order by the end of the week to make sure you order ships before Christmas. And be sure to check out the expedited shipping options. They're cool. So look, when Geddy Lee drops you a line saying he's working in a docu-series about bass players, and you yourself are a bass player, and would you like to be on it? You stop what you're doing, you pinch yourself, you remember to quickly reply yes, and then you prepare to work with one of your heroes, right? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, well, that's pretty much exactly what happened with Rob Trujillo regarding Geddy's Are Bass Players Human 2, which can be found on Paramount+. Plus. The four-part series takes four of the bigger and more eclectic members of the Bass Players Tribe. It's Rob, Chris Novoselic, Les Claypool, and Melissa Alftamore. And it spends an episode with each, not just getting to know them as players, but you know, just seeing how their lives time with, with yeah. what they do, with their playing, with their musicianship, with their craft. In Rob's case, Geddy spent the better part of two 10-hour days with RT. Wow. In all RT's hotspots, which, let me tell you, is never a dull affair. <laughs> Even at its most pedestrian, it's cool. They went from his home to the Venice boardwalk. Let's just let Rob explain it. So I had Getty Lee actually for two days, full days. I'm talking, it was more like three days because Getty and I hung for basically, it was minimum 10 hours, maybe 12 hours each day. This man works hard. It's incredible. I am so inspired by Getty, you know, beyond his bass playing and his songwriting abilities and accomplishments. He is just a man that puts his mind to a goal and moves forward and does everything beyond expectations. You know, he's one of these kind of human beings, very special. I knew what I wanted to accomplish out of this going in. So I had, you know, like, where are we going to surf? course that takes planning you know uh, you've got to get permits to shoot or what would be interesting for getty as far as like say venice beach so we went to the juice magazine house very local publication completely centered around the skate industry and this and surf but also just lifestyle it's very organic and goes hand in hand with who we are and where we come from in our neighborhood so that was important and, and i got him to get an interview in over there. And that went really well. So, you know, the stars really did align because you can sort of outline what the day looks like, but you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what kind of weather you're going to get. You don't know if the right skaters are going to be at the park. Getty and I are going to ride beach cruisers, you know, and uh, and we did. And uh, that was a very surreal moment to be riding on Venice Beach where I grew up with Getty Lee. But like you said, you have to remove yourself from the idea that you're with your hero and all that stuff. You've got to forget about that. And you've got to get into being a friend and hanging out. Yeah, I mean, I watched the episode it, and it's so true. Rob takes Getty to meet his tribe, really. Like you could tell Getty was totally into it. So here's Rob hanging with his hero. And you have to wonder what Rush songs are going through his head. For me, it's two songs. Interestingly enough, they're instrumentals. It's either going to be YYZ, YYZ, or it's going to be uh, La Via Strangiato. And part of the reason for that is, if you think about it, both songs 
have a very action-packed sort of, especially a surf skate visual to me when I think about those songs. And plus I grew up with that music and I played those songs in backyard parties in that same neighborhood, you know, when I was 16, 17 years old. I played those songs probably less than a mile from where we were hanging out. So all of that plays into it. Um, it's the soundtrack of my youth in a lot of ways. And having him there in the thick of it was a very special uh, you know, experience. You know, one thing RT told me was that years ago, Getty had reached out about maybe doing something with the famous Jaco Pistorius base of doom. Yeah. Rob famously acquired around the time of the documentary that he made. So, you know, when the two finally got together with it, Rob found it pretty emotional. He's also very passionate about instruments, obviously basses, vintage. That for him is something that really, really connects with him. He, he's a collector. So seeing him play the bass of Doom, Draco's bass, was a magic moment because I saw this, who I considered a made man on the instrument and a connoisseur also of the instrument. And all of a sudden you see this person turn into a kid who's just happy and it's genuinely this exciting, profound moment because he's playing a vintage instrument with a lot of history and a musician that he did know and also uh, uh, saw play and had a lot of respect for. And you could just feel the magic of the moment. So that was something that was really impactful and special with him. And that's also something that I say we would share a hero of both of ours, so to speak, and getting to play that instrument and talk a little bit about him and who he was as a musician and share that with each other as bass players, as fans of the instrument. The magic of that moment was evident in the episode, which is just filled with life and insights on Rob, but also on Getty Lee because he's driving the program. So I fully recommend it. Our Bass Players Human 2. It's on Paramount Plus right now with all four episodes available. Time well spent. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off.
Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. So we on this pod have been looking at all the submissions for the Metallica Marching Band Contest for Whom the Band Tolls. And we've become increasingly intrigued by the same question over and over. (laughs) How the fuck do these people manage to apply that musical twist and interpretation to such heavy music? Let's face it, Steph. Our boys have never personally brandished a tuba or a French horn. Uh, they in certainly anger. have not. Uh, <laughs> and with those sorts no. of questions swirling around our minds, Christian Karakner, the Iowa State's director of athletic bands, and in this case, specifically the Cyclone Marching Band, who, by the way, are among the finalists in our marching band competition, I should say, stepped up to give us an education on just how these outrageous sandbands, puppets, and 72 seasons came together. And what screamed at me during Christian's very enthusiastic appraisals and thoughts on the competition was that he was not a Metallica fan before, but has become a huge Metallica fan now. And here's Christian explaining why this competition has been so important for introducing the music to new worlds. This competition has done exactly what I think Metallica hoped it would, open up their music to a whole new audience. 
and develop all this extra appreciation for what they do. And from a not a original fan perspective, you think, oh, that that music would never work for marching band. And like all it is is just like angry, loud stuff. But there's like incredible artistry and and brilliant musicianship in what they've done and what they've created that I think is incredibly underappreciated by so much of the music industry. And if I could be an evangelist for anything today, like that would be it. I mean, the artistry that they exhibit and the compositional creativity and genius is is off the charts. It's some of the best music we've ever played. I think it's interesting to think about how and which marching band instruments get nominated to help interpret a song like, say, Hit the Lights. And of course, Christian was more than happy to address the question. A lot of people think that we're limited in terms of marching band. Like marching band can only do, you know, John Philip Sousa or Stars and Stripes Forever or whatever, oompa, oompa, you know, kind of stuff. But I think it takes it takes that cooperation of like the artistry of the original artist. But then I think as a marching band director or an arranger, you've got to think artistically about, yeah, the orchestration and how you pair the instruments together, but also like what kind of different timbre is possible with different instruments. I mean, you can play a tuba and sound sure, like you're drunk in a German polka hall. Like, you know, you can you can play the tuba like that. I mean, I, I, I got paid a lot of money in grad school to play polka stuff, but you put a little bit more oomph behind the tuba, you put a little bit more air, you get a little bit more edge to it. And then all of a sudden you've got a little bit more distortion kind of sound. And, you know, that's sometimes in the classical music world, like frowned upon. You know, the instruments are supposed to sound a certain way. Well, yeah, but if we're trying to pay tribute or connect with a different genre of music, we've got to be willing to do something different too. So we've got to think about how those instruments are paired. When you add saxophone to any brass instrument, you're going to get a little bit more edge. You're going to get more of that kind of distorted guitar flavor that is like really essential for music like, like Metallica's music. If you want to really get super nerdy about like marching band, like there's instruments that are technically conical and ones that are cylindrical. So conical kind of shaped like a cone. So they're instruments that are going to sound warmer, sound broader, sound like more like that hug. A tuba is a conical instrument, but like a trombone is a cylindrical instrument. So it's a tiny tube for a really long time until it flares out at the bell just like a trumpet is. So it's going to have that more intensity to the sound and that drive. And then compositionally, you know, that's really, really fast. So if we're thinking as a brass player, you know, it's hard to tongue that without sounding like some sort of weird, like stutter kind of thing. So it's important to use what we call multiple tonguing. So we actually use like a D and a G, like duh, guh. So then you can go brass players spend years perfecting the ability to go but like because it's two different syllables when you play it on an instrument it sounds different it doesn't sound all the same as that but sounds a lot more like that repetitive kind of back and forth motion on a guitar so i think that that's that's part of the allure and so using those cylindrical instruments trombones are great for that edge and that like anger and that intensity kind of thing so that's where i would start with with something like hit the lights again i cannot emphasize enough the the genuine excitement look look, you can hear it right you can hear it in his oh voice my God. You can i'm crazy voice. about this guy yes. i'm in love with yeah. him <laughs> i mean he just was effusive as to what this competition has done for his cyclones i mean just check him out the coolest thing that you know i as a teacher saw is like our students 
fell in love with this music. This was their favorite show all year. They love it. They can't wait to play it again the next time we get to play it. We've been playing it in pep band. They just keep asking to play this music over and over again. They love it. And it's the best performing band we've ever had because of the challenge of this music. Like all the kids rose to the occasion. This music forced them to be better and they rose to the occasion. So I'm like also forever indebted to Metallica for like helping teach my kids because they became better musicians because of this music. Thanks so much, Christian. And look, to all of you out there, if you have not yet been to MetallicaMarchingBand.com to check out these incredible renditions of some of your favourite tunes of all time, do it. And don't forget, fan voting is open until December 31st, where you will decide on two fan favourites. Meanwhile, you can see the five finalists in each of the categories as chosen by professional judges. And the members of Metallica will select the winners the first week of January. Oh, that's it, you guys. We are out of time. So thank you for joining us. Until next week. See, see ya. ya. The Metallica Report is produced by Metallica HQ, Pantheon Media, and PopCult. If you like what we're doing here, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to visit Metallica.com slash podcast to submit your questions, offer your thoughts, and become a part of this podcast. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship. The studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.